The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens. It is so great to be with everybody today and wow, wow, wow. What a day this is going to be. So I didn't have a chance to tell my Facebook followers that they let me talk to um, that we are going to have an epic show today. And my my guest is an expert in math and science and so forth. And I'm going to talk a little bit about her in a minute. But what I really want you guys to get is <clears throat> we are on the brink of trying to hold on to something really, really great. And what's really, really great is this country, as it was designed in its infancy by a few smart, courageous people who said, we can do better than what we've been dealing with with the overreaching government that tells us how to live our lives. And they created these documents that guided us for hundreds of years. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States of America, these documents and the Bill of Rights, these documents inform us. You could say they define us, but they only define us if we follow what is written and and adhere to it. And we've covered this quite a bit, but we are in the fight of a lifetime to save a nation, a great nation. Not perfect. It is not perfect. But no one and no thing is other than God himself. And for those of you who believe, Jesus Christ. So we, we have to sort this out. And one of the things that we must sort out is there is a process around the world and it's happening right here in the great United States of America where leadership is being installed. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that your vote does make a difference, but it's controlled by something else. There's a limit placed. And I've seen those limits in some graphs and charts and things. That's why I asked this young lady to be with us today. Because it's shocking to see that on an election day, the votes can go up and over and up and over and up and over and then drop. There is no way on an election day that votes can drop. I'm a mathematical idiot and I know that. Unless someone is controlling that outcome or something is controlling that outcome. So you and I have to get to the bottom of what is going in our country, going on in our country that people are being installed into certain roles because somebody, something, some entity, some group of individuals believes they know better or they want a predictable outcome. They want to control who is in power. 
And that is not what our founding fathers said. They said, we the people decide. Not them, the bad guys. And until you and I get as fired up as I am right now, across the country, and we say, now we've had enough, no mas. But we have to understand what they did in order to work through this. Okay, so we have with us this morning Draza Smith, who is a control system engineer. She has worked tirelessly on behalf of you, me, and we the people across the country to try and understand what the heck happened in 2020. And listen, if somebody came up to me and said, Jen, here's the empirical truth. There's absolutely no election fraud in 2020. President Trump really didn't win. And basement Biden pulled it off with his eyes closed, half asleep from from some faraway place that he never even campaigned. Okay, if you told me empirically that that was true and you gave me the proper evidence, I would be willing to accept that outcome. But here's the thing. We know that's not what happened. We know that fraud occurred. We know because we have the evidence. We've talked to the people who have witnessed it. But the problem we have is in this design of three balance of power, the Department of Justice cannot be relied upon to tell the truth and to see the truth and to be okay with the truth. They are starting to be corrupt along with the bad guys. So now we don't have that balance of power anymore. And that's what Trump was up against, okay? And he knew it, and he called it the deep state. We're just waking up to Department of Justice, oh my goodness, the judges, uh, Judge Sullivan down in Washington is one against General Michael Flynn, are corrupt. So we're really at a disadvantage. So we must have people like Draza Smith help us to understand what the heck really happened. So good morning, Draza. Welcome to Success Happens. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. And Draza, let's start with uh, something about your background so that we understand why are you qualified to even have this conversation? Can Can you talk a little bit about your background and experience that makes you an expert? Um, well, um, I, I, I think at this point in time, um, we have an awful lot of people that have become experts because they've put in the time and they've been looking at the data. Um, now, some people find it easier to evaluate the data because of background and training, and I think that's where I would fall. Um, I uh, have a bachelor's in electrical engineering I have a master's in electrical engineering. I have a master's in computer engineering, and I've done all of my coursework except for my dissertation for a PhD in computer engineering. And um, I'm a professional engineer licensed in the state of Florida, and I've worked as a uh, cyber engineer at uh, Sandia National Lab, and most of my time has been spent as a control system engineer in the power industry. Uh, designing uh, systems and set points and protection features. Okay. Wow. So you're certainly qualified to talk about cyber uh, warfare and the things that I think we've been dealing with in terms of 
the um, election fraud and um, 2020. So let's talk about that. How did you first get involved in tracking election integrity or election fraud? It's not something that I've been involved in for all of um, all of my life, certainly. Um, I really became interested after the 2016 election because so many strange things happened. We heard stories about uh, things that were happening, people questioning the elections and such after that. And then the 2020 election, the lead-up to it, uh, there was so much... Um, discussion about the possibility of fraud and it 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 was concerning to me that there was so much discussion about this and yet we continued on with the same process um coming from somewhere where we work in the power industry we work with uh, you know large machinery if you question your process you take everything down and you do a reevaluation. We don't we don't do the same kind of uh, we don't have uh, this kind of concern about the systems that fly our airplanes and then let that airplane take off again. But even with all this discussion of uh, poss- the possibility of, of fraud and things happening, we continued on and we had the results come in of the 2020 election. And I watched the election uh, that night, and so many of the results I found um, uh, like the F curve in Wisconsin and uh, other things that were happening, states taking forever to be called, Arizona being called so very quickly, like with three votes counted. And all of these things really uh, got me interested in digging deeper into the data to find out how our um, how our uh, votes are are recorded how they're reported and the processes that are used by the actual system okay so like many of us who are experts in a particular discipline it's my question is did your gut instinct tell you something was up i think i think i think anybody who um doesn't uh, believe that when they watch the results of that election <laughs> is is either just uh, not wanting to look at it because their guy won and they don't want to question anything or um, not wanting to look at it because they don't want to engage in any kind of, of fight or or um, or something. So many people questioned all of the results because there were so many things that didn't look like uh, what what was expected? Yeah, it's like you'd have to be unconscious to not have noticed. But but you know, <laughs> then some people would say, well, "Well, but we'll do better next time." The only problem is we may not have that next time. So, in this 2020 analysis, what is? How did you um, start to identify uh, the fraud? And can you give us two instances in different states? So. Where did you look in 2020 when you did your analysis? What states did you look at? How many? So we have we have multiple data sets. Forgive me for not out. out so, so to start out, I evaluated all 51 data sets of election reporting for areas that provide electoral college votes for the president, and so therefore 
uh, even though D.C. is not a state, D.C. I, I also looked at the D.C. votes because they do uh, they do send uh, electoral college votes for for the presidential election. So after evaluating all 50 states plus D.C., what I noticed was that there was a pattern in the way that the votes were reported. Now, those votes, we, one of the things that I have uh, learned is the, the votes that are reported on the news um, are not necessarily matching the numbers that are being reported by the actual counties. Okay, well, uh, hold so on, we Draza. Have... Could that be a delay in the reporting process? Could it just be simply no. a delay? A delay? No. Okay. No. No, we have we have now two distinct data sets. After this amount of time, we have learned that the machines uh, that are used for the counting are capable of producing a report that is called the cast vote record, and this was also used in the in the Maricopa audit uh, to verify that the order of the ballots in the boxes were the order that they were counted in the system. So we have the the information there that this report that's generated by most manufacturers uh, shows how the actual votes accumulated over time in the system. And when we look at the votes that each candidate received and the ratio of the votes, like who was winning, who had more votes, you know, uh, over a certain time, and we compare the cast vote record to what was reported on us at the, during the, the news the night of the election, they, they, they end up at the same place. But the process, the walk of getting there is sometimes hugely different between the two. Hold on. Well, let me, let me just break it down while we go, because you said they end up at the same place. Well, then what's the concern? Then what you're saying is the outcome was the correct outcome. <laughs> well, um, the but 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 the process is completely different. So if we if we look at the cast vote record, the cast vote record uh, kind of holds to the story that we've been told uh, by a lot of the legacy news media that that the, um, the the Democrats voted early and such. So we start out with a very high uh, margin for Biden in most of these elections. And then the ratio of votes just kind of floats up over time uh, towards a Trump preference. And this kind of shape happens, this kind of pattern happens in all of the states. And however, when we look at the votes that were that were reported, uh, sometimes it shows a very large Trump lead and then that decays away to a Biden win. So these two, these two uh, are completely different. They're completely different. And that even if they end up in the same place, that it matters that the, that the walk to get there is completely different because now we question where is the news media, where is the legacy news media getting this information to present to us on election night, and why doesn't it match? And they're calling races on this data that's coming in that we're watching on the news that doesn't match the official data. So are you calling casting votes, the casting vote system as illegitimate and the reported system as legitimate? Uh, at this point in time, uh, we don't have uh, enough hand counts to verify either one. So, th so the, the question is, uh, are 
are we getting accurate counts of the ballots that are in the system? Uh, are we getting accurate reporting of those counts? And are the ballots that are even being, that, that would be counted by hand counts, uh, 2,000 mules and true the vote has shown that we can't even trust that those are coming from legitimate sources. All right, so let's so we go have back. a lot. There's a lot problem. There's a lot to unpack here, so bear with me. So with with the point that you said in they start out with early heavy early voting. Well, what we learned a week ago or so with Dr. Douglas Franks, Frank, Dr. Doug Frank, uh, about this ten percent pad and what they've done is put over time, many years. They've added voters into the system, added voters into the system, added voters into the system. And as a result, they I'm going to call them almost like phantom voters that exist there. And then this idea that in the Eric system, they know in real time who's voted and who hasn't. This person hasn't voted. They haven't haven't voted. Okay, here they voted. They know in real time who's voted and who's not. They can then pull the votes that have not been used, like out of inventory, and assign those to the vote they want to cast for their candidate. Is that accurate? Now, now I don't have any... Um, I have not seen the code that does that. So from an engineering perspective, I cannot tell you 100% being a good engineer. However, all of the data that we've been able to analyze points to something like that happening. Uh, when we look at the, um, at the actual voter registrations, uh, the number of votes, the number of, of voters, rather, that have been added to the system over time is ridiculous. I think the number uh, that I saw was that 5%, 5% of all of the voters that are on the Florida voter rolls have been added since June of 2020. And the just, just an amazing number of votes uh, started coming in for the 2018 uh, uh, midterm elections. So the, the the, when, when you say phantom voters, I, I, I do like that term, but that's a, a little hard to understand. What we really have here is we have voters that are not, uh, not, not, not that they're not people per se, but they are not voters, and their vote comes in anyway. So these are people that uh, possibly moved and their registration is still there. Uh, there are people that got married or divorced, changed their name, and the old name stays on the list. Um, all of these that multiple, multiple means of keeping additional people on the voter rolls, and then their vote appears uh, within the system to produce those kind of patterns that Dr. Frank has been has brilliantly shown. So this this is a real a real issue. It's uh, it's created voters. It's identity theft victims. So many canvassing efforts have contacted people and asked them about, um, you know, that did you vote? The voting record says that you voted, uh, and they go, I, I didn't. So this is this is a, an, an, another layer of problems that we have within our system. Okay, so. Where is the data that you are? In? So that's 2020. So you have you have identified 
fraudulent activity in the 2020 election. Is that accurate? Do you have the proof? Do you have the evidence that if you put it into a court of law, they would said, say empirically, yes, that is proof that this occurred? With, with all of the data that we've seen reported, just data, um, I, I would feel comfortable making that, that assertion. However, the Mesa County image that was released by Tina Peters that we've been able to, Mesa County, Colorado, that has been evaluated by, by many experts, um, shows that during the course of the election, after the first 25,000 votes were counted, that the system made a new database and only transferred over 20,000 of those votes and the other in the first 25,000 records were then uh, abandoned deleted and then continued the the count of the of the election uh, without without a good explanation well that obviously shows that there's something severely wrong with what's going on inside the machines and that has never been addressed before going into the next election cycle here with our 2022 primaries utilizing the same equipment that's been seen to have this uh, strange behavior well I see see I'm a little uncomfortable calling it strange behavior and I know that as an engineer that that is probably what speaks to you. For me, there's corruption happening. And, you know, when we soften the blow and say, well, you know, it's election integrity. No, it's fraud. So we have to start being super. Yeah, we have to be super straight. I mean, we cannot any longer pussyfoot around what is going on in our country because it's falling through our fingertips. So I wanted to and I'm not that's not with all due respect to you, but it is as a nation, we've been afraid to really say what it is. And we just got to call it straight and we have to hold media accountable to call it straight because they're off the hook because they've been participating by by covering this stuff up and it's just no longer okay the twenty five thousand that you talked about that they just kind of disappeared those twenty five thousand votes in colorado that one could say well they would have been democrats and republicans likely or did they siphon off the republicans and say we're going to ditch these there's no way to know. The database structure inside the machine is so poorly structured and so poorly documented, and the log files uh, were uh, intentionally, it's got to be intentional, intentionally reduced in size, even though the machine is running on a Windows operating system like many people use in their home. Um, when you get assistance, uh, many times your professionals will go in and look at your log files to find out what has happened to help troubleshoot. There's a default size for how big these these log files should be, and they were intentionally reduced within the operating system. Now, would that the, have been done? Sorry, would that have been done by a hacker? No, no. This has to have been done during the installation. Uh, of of the uh, of the vendors up uh, code, so it's done uh, it by was, the manufacturer. This this has to be the manufacturer's structure of how they set the machines. Interesting. So this so they're intentionally reducing the size of the logs, uh, and I see no ethical reason why that would that would be the case. And there's no way to know what the votes were on the first twenty five thousand. Um, 
and uh, the 20,000 that were copied over um, had the ballots that went to adjudication in different positions than the first database. So there's there, it's obvious that there was either shuffling that happened or that they were just different ballots. But again, this has never been addressed as to why this happened, how it would be allowed inside of these systems. This is uh, completely unacceptable. From a, from a systems perspective. So let's talk about the manufacturers when we come back from a break. We're going to go for news and weather. Draza, can you stay on with us? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. You're listening to Success Happens, blending business and politics. And you're seeing it here where manufacturers are manufacturing machines that will muck with your vote. They're manipulating our systems and our election. And you heard it here from an expert. We'll be right back. The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Free Talk, 930 WFMD. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today an expert on data and cyber um, computers and all those smart things that I don't understand whatsoever. Um, so really, thank you, Draza, for your time this morning and all that you're doing across the country to try and understand the truth of what happened. I think all of us are big enough people that we can handle whatever that outcome is if it's the truth. We just don't want to be lied to. And we've been lied to a lot. So I really appreciate the great work that you and uh, Dr. Douglas G. Frank has done across the country um, you guys are epic and, and, and real heroes. Now, I want to ask a couple of questions to kind of get my head around some, a few more things. In this, so is it your assertion then that across the country, in many states and uh, jurisdictions, there was a, a, an attempt to, or a successful attempt, to defraud the American people of the voting process? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, and we have so many venues of showing that this uh, was, was a racketeering-type effort as opposed to traditional racketeering that does things like price-fixing and things like that from a business perspective. What we're seeing here is a small group of people working to vote-fix, election-fix with the same sort of methodologies. Um, Who do you think is doing it, Draza? Is it, is it China? Is it Russia? Um, is it Biden? I had, hoped, I, I had hoped that that was the case uh, when I first started this. Um, I, believe, I, I, I am um, uh, more convinced now that, uh, and I don't know who it is, but this this looks to be more uh, commercially driven, um, motivated by uh, businesses. We're seeing. Uh, I know you've heard the term Zuckerbucks and these other companies that got involved donating money to these systems that would facilitate uh, different different types of fraud. Um, and and that's disturbing. That that it would be. Um, our our own people for commercial reasons doing this sort of thing. I'm sure that uh, 
uh, I'm sure that other foreign governments would be interested and, and very supportive of these kinds of activities. But I have no way at this point in time of knowing exactly who's doing it. It would be so wonderful if somebody would come forward and say, yeah, this is what we did and this, you paid for it. I keep praying for that every day. But we don't we don't know that quite yet. But through through the efforts of people doing analytics, um, uh, the the true the vote efforts of doing the cell phone tracking was was absolutely fantastic because that's something that everyone can understand. And um, more people coming out, the whistleblowers, uh, and more people um, understanding what the whistleblowers are saying. Uh, as more of the information is getting out, because people do come forward as whistleblowers to explain some of the things that they saw and some of the things that were going on, and then this gets covered up by the legacy media, they won't allow it to be discussed. And and therefore, people don't understand and don't see the evidence. And a lot of us use the term red-pilling, meaning to, to really help somebody wrap their head around this because it many of us have been in this now for several years and we're looking at it and you know we understand it better not completely but better than the average bear but uh let me ask you this on the um commercial you mentioned commercially driven dominion voting system is the software correct they are one they are one of the vendors that supply uh, the machines for the American election system, yes. Are they ch- supplying the combination of hardware software? Um, uh, I think that they walk fine lines with that. A lot of the machines that I've seen have been Dell computers and, and other systems, so that that uh, they provide the software that's on it, uh, both both uh, custom uh, proprietary software uh, built on top of commercially available software, such as um, the Windows and SQL and other commercial products that they utilize for their overall process. Okay, and there's another company that's involved with Dominion that I'm trying to recall the name of it that did the the actual uh, computer, um, you know, equipment. Uh, perhaps I, I don't... Go ahead. <laughs> they're, they're, um, when you look at the history of the machines, uh, we've got Smartmatic. Smartmatic, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. And Diable that are some of the older companies right. that, um, that are not as uh, popular today because of the problems that they had. But rather than, you know, tossing that technology aside, that technology was purchased and uh, traded and such between the other the, the current companies such as Dominion and ESNS and Hart and Civic. These companies have uh, a history of buying and selling um, uh, intellectual property, uh, some of this some of this coding and some of these processes. And then of course, I mean this happens in every industry. Well it also happens across well your business and it's sorry you broke up, but it also happens across the, the the globe. I mean, we know that they've used this equipment to take down countries. So here we are dealing with it domestically. And I, it, you know, in Maryland we have the ESNS version. And everybody said, "Oh, we're not a part of Dominion and Smartmatics when it all came out." And what my understanding is is that it's a shell game. They, they'll start out 
a, a company and then they'll spin off a company that spins off a company that spins off a company. And through the software interactions and so forth, they they connect the dots and these they, they actually are a network of systems. Is that accurate? Yes, yes. And not only that, but you would understand from a business perspective, even even better than I would, uh, when you're when you're in a particular industry, um, let's just, you know, say manufacture cars and uh, you have a, a competitor that's doing better than you in a field. If uh, if a resume comes across your desk and it's one of the design engineers for that competitor company, you would probably be more likely to hire that person because not only do you get someone with experience in in your area you get somebody that's bringing with them the ideas and the concepts that your competitor has used and we've seen that in you know in the election system industry as well so not only did we have the traceable sharing of information um, uh, with the ips and, and and such but we also have the uh softer kind of IP transfer with uh, people moving positions between the different companies. So when we look at this then, and Wisconsin just voted, I believe it was Wisconsin just voted them uh, the uh, the drop boxes as illegal. Has anybody in the country said no more of these election machines in our state? I don't see, I haven't seen states say that. I do know of at least two or three counties in Nevada, Nevada, <laughs> that Nevada, have, Nevada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that have said that they will no longer be using machines. Um, I know people are putting forward processes for counties to adopt um, that will be in place to do hand counts to resolve issues and 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 how to process the data efficiently. So there's there's lots of support for that. I don't know if any. State, gotcha. No state I know of that's talking about that yet, but okay. we're hopeful. Yeah. Let's talk about e-ballots. In Maryland, and we're going to kind of migrate to Maryland, and I sent you the data that Jeff O'Donnell's app – let's, let's let everybody in on this. So you went through what you went through for 2020. You understood all that you kind of garnered from your research, and you worked with – uh, I believe Jeff O'Donnell to develop an algorithm that would then be able to do this analysis in real time for this current election cycle. Is that accurate? Yes, yes. Uh, Jeff is absolutely a, a brilliant, brilliant person. Uh, many years of coding experience, and uh, we so we took the 2020 uh, data that had the what was reported by the news, those updates that the news reporters would say, we've got more information coming in from Maryland. We're going to give you the update right now. Um, you know, and each of those updates, we would then plot over time again to see how those votes accumulated over time and what we could what we could see from that process. And then for the primaries, I started by uh, collecting the data um, as it was uh, as it was uh, being reported and doing it very quickly. And then Jeff, because he's brilliant, developed a web page where it would show immediately. And so uh, where I was doing it uh, a more manual process of, of recording the data, um, in Georgia, and we saw Fulton County remove 200,000 votes. Is that this uh, last primary? Produce... 
in May? In, in, in their, yes, in their Republican primary in Georgia, um, where, where, where I did that and was able to pre- present the, the plots for that uh, the next day, uh, Jeff was able to show Maryland that you guys lost votes during your governor race in real time. Well, and that's what I just forwarded to you, and I know you've probably seen these graphs. These were, uh, again, a shout-out to Robin with the uh, Maryland Voter Integrity Group, who's done just amazing work and who's often connecting awesome. me to beautiful people like you. So um, uh, we're all in this together, really. It's it's a team effort. Um, when you look at the data, what's shocking on these graphs, and I have it right in front of me, <clears throat> is the first thing is a loss of votes. And in the case of the governor's race in the Republican primary, a substantial loss of of, of ballots. Um, I mean, they just deleted votes. Is that what happened? Well, not only that, not only that. I, that's 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 easy to understand. One of the things I would love for for everyone to look at, if you go to the um, Jeff's website and the Magarecon website. Uh, the very top link on his page there is um, the primary results that allows you to go to the viewer and, and plot out the races yourself. And when we look at Maryland, you can see the votes increasing, and the votes increase proportionally. So uh, if, if you get votes added to the top candidate you get a little less added to the middle candidate and a little less lower because they have to end up at the final number of of how many voters or they exceed the number of voters available in the data set which is is statistically impossible right but when you look at the, the the votes they increase proportional so that these lines run parallel i know uh, like lines Shocking. like lines on a, a sheet of news of of, of of you know school line paper but the thing that's amazing is when the votes go up they go up proportionally and when they go down they go down proportionally yeah, the, the the first candidate would lose the most votes, and the second candidate loses the second most votes, and the third one loses the third most, and then they get added back on in the reverse order where the candidate first candidate gets the so, most votes. So I want to point update. something out to everybody. So at, at the point in the Republican primary, and, and let me be super clear, <clears throat> pardon me, I support Dan Cox for governor because he's going to tell the truth. And I told Dan, whatever the truth is, we got to know, and he agrees. We have had that conversation. This is not about anything but discovering the truth. We must know the truth, regardless of the outcome. And so, well, this not only happened in the Republican primary; it happened in the Democrat primary as well. Oh, absolutely! I'm going to get to that in a second. But when I look at the Republican primary at 2106, which military time that would be. 2106 is 9.06 p.m. All of the votes go up. They spike. All of them come down at 2108 by about 10, 20, 30,000 votes. So if my, my uh, yeah, it's by 10,000. So by about 30,000 votes, they drop them off at, um, at two minutes later. Then what they do is they go straight across. Nobody voted for the next, I don't know, four minutes, and then they come down substantially by another 10, 20, 30,000. So there's no way that people withdrew their votes. 
I mean, I wish some people yeah. had for Biden, but you know, it didn't happen. So, <laughs> so well, yeah. not, not only that, not only that, when people look at this, um, I want them to use an engineering mindset. And not only do you see the votes go in and the votes come out, but what we see there is more concerning because you see the spike of votes come in. And when the reduction happens, the reduction drop is larger than that input spike. So the after that reduction happens, you actually end up with a lower number of votes than you had before that spike happened. So there's no way to even say, well, somebody put in the wrong number and then took that number out and corrected it because the two the two step changes, the step up and the step down don't match. So you know, and back to this idea of what happened with the uh, the Democrats, it's the same thing. But what's really hilarious to me, which is just, you know, somebody's an idiot because I even I saw this, is that in the in the Republican primary for governor, two of the candidates were exactly the same trajectory on top of each other, got exactly the same votes throughout the evening. <laughs> it's just not possible. It's, uh, it's- Either you guys in Maryland are just that coordinated that you hold hands and go vote together uh, <laughs> or, uh, and, you know, that, that there is some sort of uh, manipulation beyond the actual ballot box happening. Now, here's the thing, guys. If it happened here, do you think it's going to happen in the general? Do they want to us to support a narrative called Dan's too conservative. Let's just use the governor's race, for example. Okay, Dan's too conservative, he'll never win. Because they're fixing to fix the vote in, in, the, in the November general election so that they can then support the, the outcome uh, result with the narrative they've been pumping for six months. You know, the, the, it's essentially a dry run, isn't it? So our, our 2022 primaries are setting up, you know, in volleyball, how you do the setup for the spike. <laughs> we got our setup. Stay tuned for the spike. Well, I, I think I think not only not only that, but the problem is, is that we've got the exact same system that we're using. Right. Uh, when when you see something that looks like manipulation in the 2020 general, then you see the same sort of manipulation in the 2022 primary. We saw the same manipulation in the Virginia governor race. I was able to predict what the final, roughly what the final ratio would be. I mean, within 1% of what the final ratio of votes, not the total number of votes, but what the ratio of votes between the Youngkin and McAuliffe was because, because they used the exact same pattern that they had used in North Dakota for the Trump-Biden ratio. They there's not uh, that many different patterns that we've seen. It looks uh, algorithmic. It looks programmed. And when you can predict the final ratio, uh, when when I started doing this, I didn't realize it, but that's what you need to control. You need to control the ratio. So as people come in and vote, you can stuff more fake votes in at a ratio because it really doesn't matter who gets any certain number of votes. It matters who gets 50.1%. So I think a lot of people listening, you basically just blew their mind because if they don't know this information, they've heard it for the first time. It really is a tough red pill to swallow. 
and I'm looking, by the way, at the Democrat <coughs> primary. Did they decide that Wes was their guy? Now, you heard it here. I predicted the comptroller. The comptroller hardly showed up. You know, he came I, in third I, out of out of six, and the t- bottom two are right on top of each other on the same trajectory. So, but to your point, they're all basically, it looks at about uh, 2051 and 2052, they started to set those uh, algorithms, and it remained parallel throughout the rest of the evening. They went all the way up to, um, let me see, I'm just going to give the guys the 120,000 top of the mark for Wes, which he held for about uh, six minutes. And then it dropped off by 20,000 at 2114. And then it stayed, nothing happened for the next, you know, several uh, markings. So about five different uh, markings up to 2125, and then it dropped again substantially. It ain't natural, as Doug Frank would say, to have (laughs) the data, the elections, reverse like that it's just not it's just not possible so now we i've got some um different questions here i want to ask what do we do now how do we develop a strategy to make sure that this does not occur in the general election and how do we make sure that if people are committing voter fraud now this may be outside of your lane but i'm gonna i want i want to put a pin in this and i'm going to contact the sheriff Chuck Jenkins about this because the sheriffs have power over election fraud to um, to take action and and to you know arrest people. But how do we ensure Draza that we have a safe election in the 2022? Because listen, if this general doesn't go right, right, you've got congressional seats at stake. You've got the power in Washington at stake. You've got the power in Annapolis and Richmond and, you know, all the different state capitals at stake. We have a lot at stake, guys. Don't don't think that this election doesn't matter because it's not a presidential. Normally, the the gubernatorial cycles are at lower turnout. We need everybody to show up and blast these these votes. But you also need to check and make sure that if they say you've already voted, you need proof. You need a place to call. You need to know what the vote was. You need to be able to follow up on your vote. And there is a number and I'll figure out how to post it for you guys. So, Draza, I have I've gone straight through with you without without um, any commercial breaks because I so appreciate your time and it's so valuable. And we are in the middle of a storm right now, you guys. And we have to, as as Doug would say, we need everybody to join the parade right now. So so we need people to get in action and send letters and emails and calls to the people in power and say, now we've had enough. We demand a fair and safe election. Now, what I want to say is we... We have e-ballots, okay? We know the data. There's a matrix out there. I've seen it with all the data and the breakdown of where the ballots are coming from, mail-in versus e-ballots. These e-ballots are problematic because they can just stuff the system filled with all of these print-a-ballot, vote-a-ballot, print-a-ballot, vote-a-ballot. What say you about these e-ballots? Um, the, the, the issue... Is more more with the um, anything that feels like it can be manipulated at this point in time most likely is being manipulated. Um, If you can come up with a way that you could, if you thought about uh, 
Forgive me. Let me back up. I, when I work as a cyber engineer, when I when I look at a system, when I test a system, when I evaluate a system, I have to think like the bad guy for just a minute, and I have to say, okay, now that I see this system, how could I exploit it? How could I do something bad to it? And then I have to use that to design the things to keep the system safe. So when we look at these systems and we can do that same sort of methodology, if these e-ballots, if you can come up with an idea of how they can be manipulated, you know the bad guys have come up with that and more. Okay. So anything that feels like it can be um, manipulated is definitely a problem. So, Draza, we're at the top of the show, and I just want to thank you so very much. I could go on for two more hours with you, and I hope that you will consider coming back and and sharing more because it's important for us to follow up on this. Um, Is there? And thank you for all the thank you for all that you're doing, and thank your listeners. Please do, please do contact your um, your your people because one of the things I've been saying is if if you understand what's going on and you talk to your official, don't assume that they've heard it before. It may be your explanation that makes them understand. So please, everyone, do. Yeah, and perhaps we can develop a little little cheat sheet. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, what do they call it for dummies? You know, where we could say, okay, here are the th- five things you you need to know about this because it is so complex. And everybody, stay tuned. Share this show. It's very important. Go to WFMD.com backslash success happens and share this podcast. Get the information out there. And everybody, we need to go to a paper bet. Ba- paper ballot, paper vote, hand count, no more election systems where people can defraud us of our vote through software and uh, and manipulation. God bless you. Have a great week. You're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD.